and welcome to All Things Cozy with Matt and Jillian. We are a bi-weekly podcast about everything that is warm, soft, and comforting. This week we're getting real. Real cozy, that is. <laughs> we're discussing the reality TV that gives us a cozy feeling. And there's plenty of it. I don't know about that. I could. I, I was actually thinking about this the other day. I could write a dissertation on reality TV spanning back from the early 2000s to now. That's why it's a perfect topic for you. Oh, it is. <laughs> so today we're recording in The Hatchery, mm-hmm. which is a... Co-working space. It's a co-working space for writers, primarily. Yeah, specifically for writers. In, in Los Angeles. And so we're in this glass conference room, and I feel like a fish in a fishbowl. Or I'm a creep, like I'm watching everyone else, because we're the, there's a wall behind us, and then mm-hmm. there's the, the big room. Yeah, we're looking at the back of their heads. Yeah. And the screenplays they're writing. Yeah, so... Later we'll do a dramatic reading of one of the screenplays people are writing in front of us. And then I'll get kicked and, out. And if it sounds, <laughs> My membership will be terminated. Right. It's a small price to pay. And I sound like an NPR person right now, and I'm aware of that. Maybe it's better but, because I actually did an interview this past week with um, uh, some senator in New York about some maternity bill. And at, at the end she goes, um, uh, thanks, sweetie. And I thought to myself, do I really sound like a child? <laughs> Do I sound like a little teen who was my first, you know, intro? Well, it's going softer, the answer, like the answer to that I problem. think I think maybe because it forces you to slow down your voice. And my when I talk quickly, my voice is high-pitched and it already is high-pitched, so. But yeah, so I apologize <laughs> that I'm pretty sure I sound like an NPR personality. It's super hushed. I think it's actually really cozy. It's very velvety and I don't know. I don't comforting. Like it, I don't like it when people have that, like, affected radio voice. But I don't think we have effective radio voices because we're not well trained. <laughs> I don't, it doesn't we just take, sound like we're talking it take quietly. Like great training for it. Well, some people really know how to measure their voice, mm-hmm. and I say really and I say like a lot. Mm-hmm. So I need to do something about that. Maybe this is it. Feeling is very self conscious. <laughs> well, anyway, if I sound different, it's because I'm really aware of how loud I am in the space where everyone's super quiet. Mm-hmm. Like you could hear a pin drop. And even though we're obviously in a room that's meant to be quiet, I'm still hyper aware of the fact that they can probably hear us and it's, (laughs) I don't want to bother anybody who's writing. Anyway, so I'm sorry if I sound like I think I'm on this. I mean, I like it. All right. Well, well, we'll do a litmus test. Yeah. Listeners, let us know if you like the, the normal Matt voice or this radio, like trying to be quiet voice. Well, anyways, let's hop into what's making us feel cozy this week. We probably should. What's making me feel cozy this week is a show called Los Espookies, Mm -hmm. which is a new HBO comedy program, (laughs) comedy program, uh, that follows a group of friends who are obsessed with horror, and they have a business where people hire them to fake horror events in real life. So the first episode... They have to fake an exorcism. Is it like a fetish? No, no, no. It's like people who want attention or they want somebody to get spooked out of an inheritance. And so they hire them to like do real horror effects in real time. It's not like they're making a movie. It's like they're trying to scare people like a haunted house. That actually sounds really interesting. It is really. It's really cute. It's funny. It's co-created by Fred Armisen, Ana Fabrega. I hope I'm saying that right. And Julio Torres. I'm a big fan of Julio Torres. He is a comedian who writes for SNL. Mm-hmm. He does all of like the the best commercials. He did the Wells for Boys mm-hmm. SNL sketch. 
if if you if you're not familiar, watch Wells for Boys on YouTube. Anyway, it's it's set in an unspecified Latin American country, and the show is bilingual. It's in Spanish and English, and they flip between those throughout the you know mm-hmm. they'll be speaking Spanish in one scene and English in another, and I love it. Like it's it feels just really natural and international. <laughs> and so as each episode, it's a different story. There's not really continuing narrative it's, between the customers. Good, there, there are arcs that go through it. I've only, there are only two episodes that have been released, so but they're mostly episodic. Like the first episode, they have to stage an exorcism. And in, in the second episode, an heiress comes to them to stage, like to scare the people who are inheriting a fortune. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want the son to inherit it. And they have to like freak him out to get him out of the house. And it was just released on HBO? It was just released. Okay, yeah, it's, cool. it's really heightened. It it's not realistic at all. It's super cute and funny. And if you at all kind of like be horror, but it's not scary. Like the effects are not realistic at all. Okay, that's right. My Except for when they go into like a magical realism territory. But mm-hmm. super enjoy it. It's worth checking out. Los Espookies. Get a recommendation. My thing that's making me feel cozy this week is the Who Weekly podcast Facebook group. Um, so if you're not familiar with the Who Weekly podcast, it's hosted by Bobby Finger and Lindsay Weber, and their tagline is, it's about everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't, which is basically catnip for me. And I like the podcast, but I like their Facebook group even more because people just post the most hooey. They call their some celebrities who's or them, and the Facebook group is always posting hooey news. So basically, today they posted how doc- the news? Dr. Phil spoiled Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas's wedding date. He commented on Sophie Turner's Instagram post about like her kissing Joe Jonas. And Dr. Phil's like, can't wait to see you in a week at the wedding. Oh, <laughs> It's just like a very hooey news story, which I find funny. And it's nice to have other people who also find that kind of stuff wait, funny. Wait, why is Dr. Phil invited to that wedding? See, see, this opens a whole can of worms. And that's the joy of it. Mm-hmm. Why is Dr. Phil commenting? Why did Sophie Turner invite him? to her wedding. You know, it's a whole can of worms. And that's the worms I want to dive into. Just trying to think of another one. Uh, HTGV, there's a bunch of who's. So if you're familiar <laughs> with Christina El Musa and Tarek El Musa. No. It's basically like the J- Chip and Joanna Gaines of the West Coast, but they're not that level, but they want to be. So those are the kind of characters you're dealing with. Or like Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club is now uh, bankrupt and they're shut down. And so that people were sharing reports of the, the empty club and photos oh. and that's kind of like the, the the fodder that we're working with and it's just nice to be in a community who finds who we news funny and enjoyable it's not like making fun of them per se but more pointing out the absurdity of it all mm-hmm. which is nice because there's so much absurdity in c-list d-list celebrity culture like why is anna ferris promoting klondike bars why not the question of her time <laughs> she's just... probably getting paid in klondike bars Perhaps. What would but, she do for a Klondike bar? Yeah, and it's no hate, them. hate towards Anna Ferris, of course. It's just, there's so many bizarre things going on, especially with, you know, social media, so much weird stuff to report on. So I like it. The Who Weekly Facebook group is on it. Join it. It's a good time. And then you can also listen to their podcast, um, Who Weekly. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> but it's I love cozy. It. I just think community is cozy, mm-hmm. especially with silly topics like that. You're there for the celeb goss. But I'm already, it's more like I've already seen this love goss, and then I like to go to Who Weekly to see what people are saying about yeah. it. So I'm already on the beat. Well, 
That's a perfect segue into our main topic. We're here today to talk about cozy reality TV, which to me is almost an oxymoron, but I think there are some compelling examples of, co- of reality shows that are relaxing to watch. And I have my picks, but I'm really interested to hear what Jillian picks. <laughs> and so just to, so we're all on the same page, reality TV is not nature documentaries. It's not game shows. It's not anything that involves real elements. It's specifically unscripted television where you're following somebody's daily life mm-hmm. that's presented as a day in the life of, or, you know, here's what's going on in my 600 pound life or whatever. They can be competition based mm-hmm. and follow people, but like survivor and big brother, American idol. Those are the shows that blew open the reality TV genre along with the real world and has really carried forward today, especially in sort of like, celebrity-driven reality shows like The Kardashians and The Real Housewives are the most popular examples. Those are not my examples of cozy reality TV, personally. But that's what reality TV is, and that's what it's not. But it's also, I think it's important to it's evolved a lot throughout the years. That's true. Whereas reality, I think, was a lot more real back when it first started. Now it's super produced. Super produced, and you can sniff out, or viewers can sniff out Mm -hmm. four storylines Yeah, viewers, I think, have gotten really savvy about figuring out what is an authentic storyline, if any, in a show, and what is a fake drama because they needed to have something to, some drama to show on screen. We were watching Mama June's reality TV show. What was that called again? From Hot to Not. From Hot to Not. And Mama June's going through some serious It's not cozy, but the worst part about it, it's not even remotely real at all. Like not even, doesn't even let you suspend your disbelief because it's just so obviously... Every single conflict is invented. Well, they're um, bad actors. That's and they're the bad actors. That's another issue. It's weird, but you kind of, even though you're not supposed to be an actor in reality TV, you sort of need to be decent if your show's going to work. Yeah. Or sometimes parallel events, like sometimes their fake storylines do turn into real storylines. Like Mama June actually is going through a serious drug addiction at the moment and there's she's getting arrested in real time. Mm-hmm. But sometimes these reality TV stars are too demanding these days. You can see it in Teen Mom. They have real-life drama, but they don't want to talk about it on camera. So then you have to invent all these four storylines or activities or outings. Um, But with the Kardashians, they do sometimes have real events, but they manipulate the real events to benefit their own narratives. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of manipulation. But back in the day, which I'll go over with our shows, because I think most of our shows, well, one of your picks is more current, but one of your other picks falls back into the time where yeah. reality TV wasn't necessarily as produced. Back when it was real. Back, yeah, back when it was real. But reality TV really co- does have the potential to be slower and to be more thoughtful because it is reality. And, you know, it could be more hygge because if you're really being real on TV, it actually doesn't have to be that sort of heightened drama stuff that's stressful. And I think my picks are exemplify that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my picks, it's funny, when I'm working, I like to play old reality TV show clips. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. It's, it soothes me. I, I need, need to work with background noise. I'm not someone who really can work in a totally quiet environment, need something going on, but music, I get Do you think we're helping it. these people writing by creating background noise? Who knows? Maybe we're giving them inspiration. I hope so. Yeah, I like to listen to um, reality TV clips and what popped up was newlyweds Nick and Jessica. And I truly was 
hysterical. It's a really funny show, but maybe not for the reason people think. Because I think that show got a lot of criticism is on um, premiered in August two thousand three, and um, it ended in January two thousand five. Um, so I think the show gets a lot of criticism because it perpetuated the blonde dumb woman you know, stereotype. And, um, and also, it wasn't it famous for Jessica Simpson thinking that Chicken of the Sea was actually chicken. Yeah, but I want justice for Jessica because I think she was always in on the the joke. Not necessarily that she, you know, made that up. I think she truly believed that there was chicken swimming in the sea. But she has the ability to make fun <laughs> of herself. And, like, doesn't, doesn't take it too seriously. And she's still like that today. I just had to give an example, a little side note. She, was, she recently gave birth to her third child. And she, when some people get pregnant, they get really pregnant. Mm-hmm. And she's one of those people. Yeah. And she knows that. And so in her Instagram photo, right the day before she gave birth, she captioned a photo of her in a bikini and it said gestation, like a blue planner name. And it was just like a funny little thing. It's just who she is. She just makes fun of herself. Mm-hmm. And this show, I love it because it's just back and forth bickering between Nick Lachey, her now ex-husband, and herself. And it's just like a real life couple just honestly bickering. There's no forced activities. They're not do you know playing any games with producers. It's literally just Nick Lachey and Jessica bickering in their Malibu mansion. And it's kind of cozy to hear this little back and forth between them but there's some weird you know they love each other and it's cute but it's funny because they have conversations that any couple would have but it's the banter is heightened because jessica truly is out there (laughs) she is not i wouldn't she's not dumb but she just like lacks that kind of common sense Mm -hmm. and their personalities clash because nick's from ohio and he's still you know i think one of those people's afraid he's gonna lose everything and his money while jessica grew up in texas and she you know, always had some success or money. So he's always getting on her case for her spending habits. And um, she bought these $4,000 sheets and he was complaining about it. And she goes, well, Nick, we're going to sleep on them every night. And just like little, little back and forth. I don't know. It's I wonder where those sheets are now. I wonder where they are. There's such a big point of contention. But that's, I think, one of the few early reality TV shows that was just following people on their day-to-day lives. Where, yeah, let's follow Jessica to go buy some underwear and sh- you know, whatever. Or let's, you know, sh- her cooking him a meal or arguing about whether or not to watch Scar- Scarface because she doesn't like violent movies or whatever it might be. It's just honestly just two people. And the clips are really funny, especially the little music producers would put in. And um, I yeah, it was really enjoyable. And then my other pick was the Osbournes. Um, that was on from 2002 to 2005 as on MTV. And I didn't know that it was one of their highest rated shows on MTV at the time. It was a big, really oh, yeah, was a no, big it was phenomenon. a big phenomenon. It was a big yeah. phenomenon. I knew it then, but I didn't now look like, in the context. And that's another example of... A, I th- that also changed the face of reality TV. Yeah. Because I think that really made people realize that people wanted to see celebrities in their home life, in a natural environment. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we'd have the Kardashians if we didn't first have the Osbournes. Mm-hmm. And I think these are both great choices. And I forgot all about newlyweds, but it is such a cozy choice because it is just a newlywed couple bickering. Yeah. like it. it They're it, very authentic. Yeah. It's not crazy drama happening. Another point of that is... They're, they weren't thirsty for it. You yeah. have so many reality TV stars who... And they give any... E, e is the the big culprit of this. They give any Joe Smo with like 
you know, X amount of Instagram followers a reality TV show. Yeah, it, it was it wasn't their A plan. No, so they it was didn't just something they did. Fake it as much as they could have, which is enjoyable because this wasn't going to make or break their careers. They right. had other stuff to do. I think that's a big when you're looking for a cozy reality TV show. Actually, there's people desperate, <laughs> and if they aren't, then more likely to be cozy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So the Osbournes, we shared this as one of our choices because mm-hmm. this was one of my favorite shows growing up, which seems weird to say. It but was one of mine too. I had a box yeah, set. I After still have Christmas. the DVDs in my apartment. And then I have watched them as recently as last year, put on a couple well, episodes. invited me over. <laughs> Just to see really famous, dark rock star get nagged by his teenage kids is so funny. It really is. And they really are, they can be bratty and the whole family can be really petty, especially when it comes to their neighbor and they're throwing stuff over and... They poop. Yeah, like it's it's so ridiculous. They they really are trashy in the best way. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I first came to LA, one of the first things I did was go to the Osborne house, which was purchased by Christina Aguilera after oh. they moved out. Yeah, the show is just super cozy. And if you're not familiar with the Osbournes, the Osbournes, I should we should back up and explain what the show is. I, I like launched into talking about it because I got excited. The Osbournes follows Ozzy Osbourne's family. So Ozzy Osbourne is the lead singer of Black Sabbath. And you might know him from performing the song Crazy Train, for example. His manager slash wife, Sharon Osborne, and their two kids, uh, Jack and Kelly. And Amy wasn't on it. And Amy wasn't on it, so she doesn't exist to me. It was just about their daily lives, and it was produced. They did definitely like have hijinks in there that were like not a real drama. Mm-hmm. But also they were not trying to look cool for the camera. They no. were mostly in their pajamas. All the time. Um, Ozzy really didn't even... I feel like he forgot he was on TV because I think he's the coziest part of the show because he just kind of shuffles in and out of scenes. Like, he's not at all part of the drama. No, he's just tinkering with his toys. He yeah. loves to do those... He's painting. He, yeah, he, he has those, like, little fly... Those, like, fly... Those airplanes you fly, those remote control airplanes. Mm-hmm. Like a model a airplane? That. Yeah, he's doing a lot of that. He's watching a lot of TV... Um, and even for young teenagers, you think Kelly and Jack would be more self-conscious of themselves on camera, right. but they really were just your average teenagers. Mm-hmm. Sharon going into wake up Jack, who was always sleeping till about 3 p.m. And also they're, they're ridiculous pets. Oh my God. And, and the celebrity guests that they would have on were just naturally their friends. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with Elijah Wood. So I was super excited when Elijah Wood just <laughs> makes an appearance. And it was like my world's colliding later, especially because I became quite a big Smashing Pumpkins fan. And Elijah Wood visits because he and Kelly are going to Zia's Juan show, which was Billy Corgan's band after the Smashing Pumpkins ended. And it was just like, just a perfect time capsule for for a lot of original interests. Yeah. Or smorgasbord of cozy for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great show. I just spend my days in the afternoons watching watching after school. Crazy life I had. Yeah. Good times. Good times. And my my, my <laughs> last throwaway, I'm going to say it real quickly because I know we got to keep, keep, keep it moving, but Sister Wife. It sounds dark. It's on TLC. I love TLC shows. This, is, this might be where you lose me. Because they're very low budget. I like anything that's low budget. So Sister Wife is super low budget, and it's a bunch of wives yelling at their husband who they all despise. So if I have any group of women like nagging, yelling at a man, I'm down to watch it. Mm-hmm. I know um, your friend shares the Sister Wives uh, fascination with me. That's all I'm going to say about it. But other people will get it if you watch it. Wait, so what is it about again? <laughs> I was trying to provide some context. So basically, um, it follows, I think there's, yeah, f- 
four wives married to a man named Cody Brown. They had to actually flee Utah because they were going to go to jail for polygamy. And this is cozy. <laughs> it's more just the their um, dy- dynamics and the drama because they like to always say, we like to lo- multiply love. And like, listen, I don't have anything against polygamists if it's not the Warren Jeffs, LDS, like whatever. If it's just you want to have three different wives and everyone's on board with it, great, whatever. That's fine. But um, they all pretend that they like each other, but they don't. <laughs> so I like the microaggression and the, the little jabs people will say. And I like in the little Reddit talking about their their motivations and who hates who more. And um, the wives hate each other. And they also hate the husband. So it's just funny to watch. You haven't quite sold me on this being a cozy <laughs> reality show. But anyways, I'll keep it moving. So what's your cozy reality So before I move on to mine, actually, I want to, I was looking at the show notes just now and you wrote a note that Newlyweds was originally intended for Michael oh, yeah. Jackson and Lisa Marie Presley. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, it was. Okay, explain that because that's fascinating. Um, to be honest, I don't think they're in context. <laughs> we just have the one factoid. I just wonder what that show would have looked like. Do you think... That would have, I think it could have exploded. You think so? I, I, that's what I was wondering. Like, I feel like he could have been exposed so much earlier. Oh, I was just thinking it probably, there would have been so many clips. Mm-hmm. I just like, because newly watched First Nick of all, Lachey. it would not have ended up being a cozy show. No, it wouldn't. But Nick Lachey and Jessica have such iconic clips. You say chicken in the sea or tuna, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you're going to know it's their show. I think we'd have a treasure trove of just zaniness. And, yeah. But I don't know about the... I think that's they would have just swept that under there. Yeah, I don't I think just, they would I be following him to court or anything. Yeah, I don't think it would have been cozy. I don't want to hear what would Lisa and Michael even talk about. Well, I mean, it would give us more insight. Into I can't that. imagine them even having a conversation. Yeah, like, I, I think that would have been a really bizarre. Right. I probably would have scrapped it at the end after the footage. Yeah, like, we can't hear this. <laughs> this is too freaky. But it is strange. I wonder how they said. They moved on to such a zany couple, and they said, "You know, Nick Lachey, the like, how I did know. they? That's our second choice." Well, the second choice I think worked out a lot better. Oh yeah, so was that canceled after one season though? Well, their divorce played a role. Oh okay, they were only married for I think two or so years. Mm-hmm. That I mean, you could see they're writing on the wall. All right now, you're making it less cozy. <laughs> Sorry, I know they they really love each wanna, other if too. You, if you want to see a divorce slowly percolate no but they they did have some genuine sweet moments so my cozy reality shows i have two of them that i added and the first is my maybe my favorite reality show of all time well i I feel like that still has to be the osbournes but and i like other reality shows that aren't cozy like i like the anna nicole oh god yeah me too i mean now it has a dark undertone it's too dark i it's it's actually really hard to watch now yeah, I can't watch it now. It's too dark. Especially when I was watching it younger, I didn't understand what was happening. Oh, no. I just thought I know, she was tired. Right. Yeah. I didn't get it. Anyway, <laughs> cozy. A really cozy reality show to me is TLC's Little People Big World. Mm-hmm. I started watching this when it premiered in 2006. TLC back then, let me take you on a journey, listeners. For those of you who don't remember, TLC used to actually be about learning. <laughs> It yeah. really was the learning channel. It was. I remember they had the shows like a nine one one show, mm-hmm. or and they had my birth story, which yeah. is like they were actually very graphic shows. And I think Little People way. Big World. They're still graphic, but they're just kind of now they're exploitative. Yeah, Little People Big World was 
it might seem exploitative at first, but if you actually go back and watch the first season, it's truly meant to be just informative. Like, mm-hmm. And the Roloffs made the show because they wanted to show average height people what it's like to live as a little person. Yeah. And it really does show you the struggles, the... Actually, I mean, it shows you most everything is the same, but it's it, it's interesting to watch. It centers on a family called the Roloffs. It's Amy and Matt are the couple, and they have um, several children. They have uh, twins, one of who is a an average height person, mm-hmm. one of whom is little, and they have a daughter who, yeah. yeah, and they have another son. Honestly, the first season is a lot of instructive, like, this is how I can drive. This is um, me going to raise awareness about dwarfism. Um, here's me getting our counters resized and, and custom built so that we can use our kitchen. But then something happened where people fell in love with the roll-offs. They just kept making more seasons. And as the seasons go on, it becomes more of a produced reality show. And actually, it got revived and brought back. I didn't know. So it ended and came back? Yeah. So in 2010, oh, it ended. I didn't know that. And it had specials after that. But then it came back. It even had a wedding spinoff show that only lasted a few episodes in 2012. And oh, yeah, it returned in 2013. They were trying to do weddings on the farm that they own. Yeah. Okay. And I think the farm is the other cozy element. Mm-hmm. They live on a farm that's operational and that's their business. They have pumpkin season and there's all these cute like events like pumpkin launching. And it's just a really cozy atmosphere in addition to watching a family that really clearly loves each other. Yeah. Now, you know, time does go on and Amy and Matt got divorced, okay. which is the central drama now is them navigating that divorce and the aftermath of it. And the assistant. Can we? And the Well, yeah. Tell oh. them about that, Julian. Matt, um, Matt Roloff, the patriarch, ended up getting together with his the his assistant, or sorry, Amy's assistant, who worked on the farm and which is in Oregon for years and years and years. I think more than a decade, and they're now together, and I think they live in Arizona currently. But that is a little tawdry detail mm-hmm. that slipped in. Somehow, though, even these new seasons with that are really cozy because. If you've watched the show as long as I have, you've seen them grow up. When I was 18 watching the show, they were also similarly aged, like maybe just a couple years younger. And now they have kids. And I feel so connected to that family. Well, it's, <laughs> And even just to watch them go, even though like the plots now are pretty fake, like yeah. there, is not, there is not enough drama. And so they'll just make up things like, Matt buys too many gifts for the kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, was he going to overbuy the gifts this time? And it's like, this is not a real thing. And you can tell it's fake on a reality TV show when everyone has the same words for things. Mm-hmm. Like they describe the same thing in the same way. They, they kept saying, don't go overboard, Matt. Don't go overboard. Don't go overboard. And it's like, okay, so the producer all fed you the same word to use. And no one can think of a synonym. But if it's a real thing, you'd all have your own little ways of describing it. So... Even despite all of that, I just like this family, and they aren't great actors, no, but that's really cozy to me because you can see between them trying to enact these fake little plots for the show, the real connection that they have as a family still shines through, yeah. and, I, and I just like that. I, I agree with all your sentiments, um, especially Zach. I yeah, think. I really like Zach. I think Zach Zach's is so sweet. my favorite role. Yeah, me too. You know, Amy is. <laughs> well, Amy's, Amy's funny. I mean, she's a little rough around the edges, and I like her little snide comments mm-hmm. and snarky comments because Mac can be a little bit of a blowhard. Yeah. Um, but I agree. Good pick. And then the other show is one I'm new to, but I think is worth a shout-out because I think it exemplifies the kind of 
show that could be really cozy if it were brought to the United States. Um, I'd be curious to see what a, an American version of this would look like. It probably would, would turn into some trash TV, but I'm talking about the Japanese reality show called Terrace House. And Terrace House is about these strangers who live in a house. That really is all you need to know. So, But they live in... The one that I'm watching is called New Doors. Hmm. And it's set in the autumn. They have... The, the, the people who you first start the season with, it's like a, an 18-year-old aspiring chef, a woman who is a professional hockey player, a professional snowboarder, and two models, and then um, a student. It's not at all, at least to me, like there's nothing fake about it because nothing happens. Yeah, it's just people living. It's anti-drama. It's slow TV, truly, because a lot of the shots are just the house quiet. They don't drink a lot, right? They don't drink a lot. It's them having dinner. They're talking about their dreams and their goals. Stuffed animals? Stuffed animals they sleep with. The funny part is that they have a like a, Comedian, a group of comedians who will comment on them because there's no drama they'll just latch on to the slightest mannerism or thing that you say and they'll find a way to judge that person in a withering and accurate way that I wouldn't <laughs> things that you might not pick up on if you're casually watching and then you, they cut to the comedians and they're like wow it's really strange the way that she referred to them only by their jobs and their age and she doesn't even learn their names and it's like Oh, you're right. Yeah, they're observant. <laughs> Very observant, too observant, and they cut right to the bone in terms of what they observe about it's people. Kind of terrifying. It's kind of terrifying, but it's accurate for the mm-hmm. most part. And um, but that's but why it's cozy to me is because there is no invented drama. It is just people. They go to work. They they don't even have a fake job for the show. They leave for large portions of time. In fact, the way the show is set up, the cast rotate within the, the same season. Oh. So you only have like individual people will stay for like between five to eight episodes and then they rotate out of the house. And they have jobs. And they have regular jobs, yeah. yeah. And so it's structured like the real world. It would seem like it would be the same way, but it's so slow and relaxing. Sounds like a real life Sims. That's a great way of describing it. That's kind of exactly what it is. Yeah. So I'm, not, I'm no Terrace House expert. I know there are people who are like truly obsessed with that show. But just from watching the one season, I thought it was worth a shout out for like, this could really be an exemplary cozy show um, to watch on a Sunday afternoon. We have nothing else to do and it's not going to get you riled up. That's for sure. Yeah. And it's, it, it's worth noting that we did, we're not mentioning the Great British Bake Off, which is a reality show, but it's a competition. Yeah. I don't really see competition. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think the Great British Bake Off is cozy and we've discussed it at length, but for some reason, like competition series just don't, they're not my first thought, especially for this kind yeah, of Yeah, me neither. I think more of like day in the life. Yeah, day in the life. I want to see people just shuffling around their house. And besides, we already talked about the Great British Bake That's Off true. with the great Dave White. That was episode 15. Oh, okay. Now we're chugging along at episode 53. I know. It was a while ago. Mm. So check it out. If you haven't listened to it, we do talk about the Great British Bake Off with Dave White. Yeah, that's all I have to say about reality shows. I mean, like, for the most part, reality TV is not cozy. I really especially hate... And, and again, whatever floats your boat. I'm not judging you if you... I know, that, I know there are a lot of people who listen to this who like The Real Housewives. I'm sitting across one person. But I don't find The Real Housewives cozy. But it's not cozy to me. So I don't me. like the Greek chorus style no. of reality TV shows. I don't know. I think the Kardashians and The Real Housewives, to me, are symptomatic of 
a deep sickness in this country around well, an I obsession would, with fame and wealth. I, the people on it, but I think the Real Housewives also has given a lot of agency to women. A lot of women have left their husbands on this show and created their own businesses and done whatever. And so I think that that's a big criticism. I know you weren't saying that, but I think the people, a lot of people go on it to be thirsty and whatnot. But I don't know. The, the Kardashians are their own beast. The Kardashians used to be cozy. When you had Caitlyn with Zen Bruce shuffling around like an Ozzy Osbourne confused at his crazy kids, mm-hmm. that was cozy. And then it morphed into something terrible. And kind of like what you're saying is, like, yeah, there's like, there is a sickness in this country. We want too much, I think. And then these people feel like that. They perform to us, to us, especially with social media. I think social media changed the landscape of reality TV. I just can't watch rich people behaving badly. I can't do it. Like, I can't, I know f- that they're making money by acting like idiots on TV. At the end of the day, they're laughing their way to the bank. And well, you know, I'll fill that piggy bank. <laughs> can I say? And they're I, already outrageously I like to wealthy. Escape. Not, but that's the thing. Doesn't the, help me. It makes me just the mad. The, the inequality. Well, yes, but that's disgusting. But they, there's, you know, stop. People need to stop buying their stuff. That's the problem. Because I don't think the Kardashians are making all their money from keeping up with the Kardashians. That's just pocket change. It's, you know, all their ads. They get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to promote mm-hmm. tummy tea. So it's just like there's a larger, you know, Which is issue. A, in, in its own in way itself, disgusting. Yeah. But anyways, that's reality TV for And that's, you. that's what's not cozy, but we gave you a ton of cozy tips. Go mm-hmm. out and if you, you know, have an interest, check mm-hmm. out any one of those shows, except for maybe Sister Wives. You might want to skip that one. <laughs> no, come on, read it with me. Let's discuss all the, the hate between the Sister Wives. <laughs> All right, so now it's time to wrap up with soothing sounds. So my soothing sound is a new song off of a new record by Mark Ronson, who is, if you're not familiar, a songwriter who's I feel like most famous for appearing in other tracks, like with like Pharrell and stuff and Miley Cyrus. So the album's called Late Night Feelings, and the song I picked from it it's called Late Night Feelings featuring Licky Lee, who's another artist I really like. I really like her too. I don't know if you've ever listened to um, his last album, which was called Record Collection. Mm-mm. It was the last one that I listened to. It was like some years ago. I think it I think it truly was at this point eight years ago. But that record is amazing and has collaborations on it with people like Boy George. It's really good. I love all his collaborations. Yeah. So I'm excited to listen to this. He's kind of back with, I think Record Collection was a little bit more upbeat and high tempo. Mm-hmm. This one's a a little smoother, laid back. It still has some of those like keyed up songs. Mm-hmm. What I like about his music is he's really good at like pinpointing that like melancholy disco. <laughs> like it's like kind of sad feeling songs that are still very synthy and disco-y. That's and, my, that's and, my, that, that's yeah. my, that's my jam. I love so anyway, kind of let's take a listen to it. Yeah. This is Late Night Feelings featuring Licky Lee and Mark Ronson. is great it just keeps getting higher and higher but it's still like smooth you know or just something you could listen to as you're 
walking on your headphones. And... To me, it's one of those great late night drive songs mm-hmm. in I the could, car. Yeah, it's a good one. I like that. I like her as an artist. Mm-hmm. And, like them both. And Mark, yeah. Um, my cozy pick this week is Beach House's Take Care. Mm-hmm. And Beach House just has a special place. Jillian, throwing it back again. Throwing it back. I love my throwbacks. You know how some songs you can attach more of a memory to, and it reminds me of just my life in Baltimore, and I would walk around the streets and no one was on the streets, and I'd listen to different songs, and I think the song was popular at the time or a little bit before that time. So as a memory attached, I think it's just a gorgeous, beautiful song, and um, I like songs that have a lot of repetition in it, mm-hmm. especially if it's a you know a nice, beautiful hook. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I, I like repetition songs. It's cozy to me. So yeah, that's pretty much it sums it up. I, I love Beach House, and it's just a calming. They have a very calming song, oh, absolutely, yeah. but more. But they had that still has excitement in it. Mm-hmm. I don't like to be bored. <laughs> it's very dramatic. Yeah, music. I, I like dramatic, calm songs, which sounds <laughs> like an oxymoron. It sounds in the reality show choices. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess that sums me up in general. <laughs> <laughs> so let's listen to Beach Houses. Take care. their first album i think there's one album before that okay it's an earlier one it's though definitely right? an earlier one. yeah i like i like i think i like the album this is a good song i like this i like I like their stuff yeah that album was a good one we were supposed to go to the concert together yeah i went i didn't go with you though what happened no what happened was um we had bought the tickets way in advance mm-hmm. and then my friend from chicago um asked if she could come in town and i forgot that we had the, the tickets mm-hmm. and then at that point i couldn't find another ticket for her and so i'm not just that's right like, i took my coworker instead i'm gonna <laughs> go yeah. to the con- and i was devastated i know it was a good show <laughs> oh man there's a lot of painful events and it was their hometown music. too because we were living in baltimore at the time honestly and you yeah. lived in her old apartment yeah well not her exact apartment but i lived in the same building i found old mail because i'm a creep <laughs> I wasn't looking for it, but I just saw it. <laughs> and I was all excited. Woo-hoo. Do you still have it? Oh, oh yeah, it's framed. <laughs> her, <laughs> like, her gas bill. They're going to bust in right now to arrest me for meal. <laughs> <laughs> it's a federal offense, I think. Don't worry, I'll edit it out. <laughs> Wink. Okay, anyways. Those are our soothing sounds. Check mm-hmm. them out. This week for our candle review, we have a real treat again. So Jillian went back to Maker's Mess. Yep, it's a cozy and location. guess what? She made a mess again. <laughs> Lots of mess. Um, they made three candles, two little babies, and one big mama. And this teacher is actually more specific about what um, ratios to dole out. So I actually can smell them this time. Um, and honestly, quite frank, I just poured a lot of oils in. People were taking their time, sniffing all the scents. I just saw lavender, sandalwood, and some other one that starts with the B and ends the T that I can't pronounce. <laughs> I just poured it all in. Is it bergamot? Yes. Okay. I don't recall. And so just mix it all together, and it 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 smelled like, to be quite honest, at first, like crap. <laughs> <laughs> 
But then once it solidified, it smelled good. So we don't have the candle here because be we, we made a we had a miscommunication. It was a miscommunication. So and we're in this hatchery, everyone, and we can't burn a candle in no. not our, one of our homes. It's, it's a fire risk. You know, we're annoying people with their scents. We're already annoying them with their voices. So and maybe like Matt brought people with asthma. Yeah, and... it's it's not a good scene. So we're just going to rely on Jillian describing this candle that she made, and so. It's a very. Late We're gonna check scent. in later because yeah. she's gonna. Last time we couldn't smell it, so I feel like it's gonna happen again. We're just no, it like, really isn't this time. This time she really poured in all the oil. So it's oil. lavender, bergamot, and sandalwood. Yeah, I just kind of put them all together. There might be something else in there, mint. <laughs> <laughs> I've never wanted to smell a candle more, and I'm so <laughs> mad that you're doing this to us. Um, so this is kind of gonna be like when we we'll be able to describe the candle in. The Instagram post. And you'll get to see it. And, and you'll get to see it. I put a, we're in the midst of making stuff for all things cozy. So I slapped our, one of our new stickers on there. Yeah, we have stickers now. We have some big plans. Big plans we're, coming. We're not ready to discuss all the details no. yet, but um, we have some exciting stuff coming down the pipeline. So, so stay cute. tuned. So it looks cute. I think it smells good. What um, kind of jar is it in? Just your average glass. <laughs> <laughs> but it does smell good and... Um, at least last time I went, it was, that was about candles, about finding your spiritual whatever. So this, I'm glad we just got right down to it. Yeah. We in our oils and called it a day and went home. So um, <laughs> This candle is much more to the point. Yeah, it is. Well, I'm going to give it a wick up, a sight wick unseen. Up. <laughs> yeah. Two, two wicks up, sight unseen. Yeah. All right. And so before we wrap up, we have a few shout outs. So first of all, I'd like to shout out our latest five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you to City Blues Girl, yes. who wrote... In this age, when things are so crazy, it is a treat to find a podcast that celebrates the cozy. Matt and Jillian are a great duo, and the topics they come up with are wonderful. I love listening to this podcast to unwind and feel good. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was, girl. So, we really appreciate that. Thank you that so much nice. for your kind words and your five-star review. Again, we love those, so please leave us a review. Can we always check? On Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, we're kind of getting up there with a few more each week. Yeah, or, 71 now as, yeah. as of this recording. It's exciting. So that'll be exciting if mm-hmm. by um, September. Of 100. 100. Mm, that's a goal. No pressure. Yeah. So anyways. And we have um, a couple other shout outs. Yeah. Catherine Peterson, she emailed us and referred us to um, this great website, which organizes all of Cozy Mysteries by genre, release date, author. Mm. It's it's just very informative because there's so many cozy mysteries out there that it can be hard to organize them um, or find out what you're looking for. So I love how it organizes it by topics. Like if you're really into cafes, well, they have a section about that. Um, dogs, they have a section for that. So um, it's, it's cozy dash mysteries dash unlimited.com. Which cozy mysteries unlimited. Yeah. And so that was a great site. It's really cool. And thank you for alerting us to that. And that does it for today's episode. As always, you can follow us on Instagram at All Things Cozy Podcast. We're on Facebook mm-hmm. with the same handle. You can follow us individually on Twitter. I'm at Pivovarchek, P-E-V-O-V-A-R-C-H-E-C-K. Jillian is at... Jillian and without the vowels, Walters. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so, and if you can, leave us a review and a rating on wherever you listen to podcasts. And we'll see you in a couple more weeks. Until then, stay Stay cozy. cozy.